So let's pray over our time in the Word this evening. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for, uh, we thank you for this time together. Thank you for this time we're worshiping together, even though we're here, Lord, uh, in the church lobby and everyone is, is home right now or maybe in their cars or wherever they may be, Lord, I just thank you that in the Spirit we're still together. We're still worshiping together tonight. And I'm so thankful for that, Heavenly Father, that we can come together and worship and, and get in your word uh, to, tonight together, Father God. I just pray that you would like, speak to us, Lord, that you would challenge us and that you would encourage our hearts. Lord, I pray that if we have the wrong perspective, if we don't have a, a kingdom perspective of what's going on right now or the perspective of how you want us to see things that are happening or maybe if our hearts are not right tonight, I pray, Lord, as we get into your word, that you would change our hearts and our perspectives according to your will and your word, Father. May your kingdom come, your will be done. Speak to us tonight, Lord. Speak to me and through me as I preach your word. Lord, I cannot do this on my own, nor do I want to. Holy Spirit, we need your help. Come on, Robert Yag just ask the Holy Spirit to fill and flood your heart, your mind, uh, your spirit, and your the, the room that you're in right now. Holy Spirit, fill us afresh tonight. We love you and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And amen. Hey, if you got your Bibles or you have your iPad or your phone uh, right now, why don't you go ahead and turn to John chapter 12, verse 27 uh, and 28 is where I'm going to uh, read tonight. I'm going to begin John 12, 27 and 28. And this scripture uh, that I'm about to read is uh, uh, when Jesus is predicting his death. He's getting close to the time to the cross, predicting his death. And, and, and he is talking to his disciples during this time. And this is what he says, John 12, 27, 28. This is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He says this. Now, my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. I love that. He said, should I pray? He said, like, I'm deeply troubled right now. He's getting ready to go to the cross. He's telling his disciples, I, my, my heart is deeply troubled. My soul is troubled. So he asked the disciples, what should I pray? Should I pray, Lord, deliver me, take me out from this situation, uh, remove me from this situation? He said, but this is the reason I came. Speaking of the cross, he came to die for our sins. So he says, in other words, he said, no, this is what I'm going to pray. Father, bring glory to your name. You know, for some people, the most they pray, or the most often that they pray, is when they're going through troubles or tribulations or trials of any sort. You know, a lot of times we pray in these situations for God to take us out of the difficult situation. But this is not the way that Jesus prayed. He said, Father, bring glory to your name. You know, the sufferings of Jesus and particularly his death were the father's, the father's greatest occasion to glorify him. From the perspective of John, who's writing this book, Jesus was not glorified in his resurrection, his ascension, as much as his sacrificial death on the cross and the delay in the days leading up to it. You remember a couple weeks ago for Resurrection Sunday, I said that his his ascension, or I'm sorry, his resurrection proved that he was the Son of God. John, from his perspective, is saying his death and his suffering was what gave God the most glory. If it is this way in the life of Jesus, I believe that one of the greatest occasions for God to be glorified is in our hard times and maybe even suffering. You know, 
Um, I know Pastor Todd mentioned it Monday night for, for live prayer. And I don't know about you, but, but I'm going to just share a little bit of my heart and, and, and my disappointment tonight. You know, I really believe that on Monday, the governor was going to, was going to lift, um, or say lift, but enter into maybe phase one of the, the reopening uh, process, which for us, the biggest reason is because I want to be with you guys. We love y'all. We want to, we want to be back together in some form, even if it's, you know, smaller services, even if it's, you know, whatever we got to do to get back together. So I was really looking forward and I had, I had reason to believe from some conference calls we were on that and others, and I'm not blaming anybody that we would be opening. I even mentioned it Sunday about that, that we would be able to get back together, even if it was through life groups or some other capacity. So when we, when I heard the news that this stay at home order was going to extend for two more weeks, I was gravely disappointed. I don't know about you guys. And I'm from what I'm hearing, I'm pretty sure some of you were. And my disappointment the next day turned into frustration and in frustration to questioning and, and, and whatnot. And I'm just being real with you guys. Can I just, can I just be real with you tonight? I'm just be real. It, it, that's, that's the kind of things that I've been processing these last couple days. And as I was asking the Lord what to share, I wanted to pray tonight. Of course, I was looking at just, you know, doing a prayer meeting or whatnot, but I felt like I need to share something. And you know what? I felt like this was, this is where I needed to go. If anything, like we say, it's, it's for me. As I begin, you know, looking over this, this, uh, message, I'm thinking, man, you know, this was for me. And I think it'll challenge and encourage you too, because you know what? As we're going through these tough times, and as, like I said, probably many of you were like me and disappointed, uh, in the outcome of, of the announcement on Monday, you know, it would be better for us to pray that God gets glorified through this instead of us praying that Lord take us out or whatever we were hoping and planning for. You know, you know, I know we want to pray that this thing ends soon and whatnot, but I just, as I prayed, I want to encourage you. I know for me, again, this, this is for me. I know the Lord's dealing with me right now to change my perspective on things where we're at, because ultimately, no matter what it is in life, our sole mission is to give God glory. It's to bring God glory. So tonight I want to talk to you and I want to challenge you what to pray when life's not going your way? What to pray when life's not going your way? Ultimately, it should be God be glorified in all of this. Did you know that this is a prayer that God will answer? Look at verse 28 again. After Jesus said, Father, glorify your name. Look at what God the Father said in verse 28. Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name and I will do so again. Isn't that awesome? He said, I will do so again. I've already brought glory to my, I've glorified myself, the Lord said, but through Jesus, he's talking about now, and I will do it again. And of course, in the context of this scripture reading, he's talking about the cross. And we know it's not only the cross, but it was Jesus's death on the cross, well, the suffering before the cross, then the cross, his death, burial, resurrection, and then ascension. And we know that Jesus is going to be further glorified in, 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 uh, in times to come, in, in, in the end times. Now let's look at the Lord's response when we pray the other way. Jesus said, you know, Jesus prayed, Father, bring glory to your name. We see God the Father saying, I will glorify myself. Now look, look at the response when we pray, God, take us out of the situation. Kind of like, you know, for me this week, I was like, all right, Lord, let's, let's get back together. Uh, let, let's lift some of these restrictions. I want to get back with my brothers and sisters in the body of Christ physically and worship together and, and be able to pray together. Although we're, we're connected over the internet and through phone calls and texts and stuff like that, you know, Let's look at what happens, even though that, that still is a desire of me and I'm sure many of you. Let, let's look at, at, at 
Paul's, uh, the, the Apostle Paul's request and then the Lord's response. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, we see that uh, Paul had got taken up into the third heaven and he says he got great revelation of, uh, uh, the Lord gave him some great revelation. And so he said keep, to keep him from being proud, um, he got what was he called a thorn in his flesh. So look at 2 Corinthians 12, 7 and, uh, through 10. A lot of you are familiar with this passage of scripture. It says, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. So for when I am weak, then I am strong. Jesus didn't agree to take it away from the Apostle Paul, but he said he would give him a few great things when he went through it. Many of you are experiencing some hardships and troubles right now. Maybe it's just mentally, maybe it's emotionally, maybe some of you may be physically, might be financially. All of us, for me, it may be disappointment, it may be frustration, it may be, you know, again, for you moms, it might be, you know, you're you're trying to school your kids, you had no plan or intention, or you don't feel called to do that. Whatever the case may be, these same things, we can expect and believe that the Lord will do through us. And number one is that he will give us his grace. Look again, second Corinthians 12, eight and nine says three different times. I begged. I think that's an interesting word. The apostle Paul didn't even say, I just prayed. He said three different times. I begged the Lord to take it away. Have you been in a place recently or at any time in your life where you are begging the Lord? Each time he said, my grace is all you need. You see, his grace is all we need to go through whatever life throws at us. You know, some people think, look at grace only in the aspect when it talks about that we're saved by grace. You know, that, that, we're, that, that it's God's grace. He forgives us and he gives us grace. Uh, you know, he gives us things we don't deserve and whatnot. But it's, that, that's not the only meaning of grace. Grace empowers us to go through life. It's not just to make it through life. Hear me tonight, church. It ain't just to make it through life. It's not just to barely survive. No, grace, the grace of the Lord. What he was telling Paul right here is that I'm empowering you with my grace. I'm giving you strength. Matter of fact, the Bible also says your strength comes through God's grace. When we talk about be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, the scripture says, that strength, the Bible says, comes from God's grace. Grace empowers you to live a victorious life. I've said it many a times. Grace, some people think grace is a license since the sin. Absolutely not. Grace empowers you to turn away from sin, to withstand sin, to be victorious over sin, temptation, and, and, and all these things. Grace empowers us to live holy and pure lives. Let's get back to, to the, the current situation and the context. I'm sure if any of us thought that we were going to have to go through what we're going through right now back in January. Let's say turn it a new year, January 1st, celebrating this new year. We're getting ready for the new year, planning out goals and maybe New Year's resolutions. If anybody would have told us that we would be in this situation on a quarantine, a stay-at-home order, which is going to be a total of about two months, if it gets lifted on the 15th, I'm sure none of us, I know myself personally, especially where I'm at this year, we're transitioning I would have known how we would have dealt with this. I was talking to Pastor Todd about this the other day. 
But for every situation in life, he gives us grace. See, he knew that this was coming. The Lord knew exactly where we were going to be at sitting here today, Wednesday, April 29th, 2020, what we've been going through the last month and a half. And his grace is all we need, saints, to go through this time. And remember, whenever we tap into God's grace, this brings him glory. So he promises to give us grace. And remember what grace is. It's that strength. It's that it, it's it's uh, um, it's the ability, the empowerment, which leads me to number two is power. Second Corinthians 2 9 says, he says, my grace is all you need. Then he goes on to say, my power works best in weakness. So you see his grace, his power, their first cousins, just like the Bible says, his strength, our strength comes from God's grace. Well, his power is tied into his grace as well. Cause he tells Paul, your, my grace is sufficient. My grace is all you need. Then he goes on to say, my power works best in weakness. You know, anytime you read about the power that the early church had, we see this. We see God's grace and power working. In the book of Acts, it's full of miracles. After Jesus has ascended, early church's birth, all through the book of Acts and beyond, we see the power of God working. But they also went through the greatest persecution ever as well. You know, it makes me think about a lot of you uh, may be familiar with Joe Stocksdale, uh, Pastor Joe. Um, you know, he's he's Pastor Larry Stocksdale's son, Pastor Jonathan, the current pastor at Bethany Church. That's his brother, uh, a powerful man of God, has a prophetic ministry. He's come here a few uh, years ago. He was a youth pastor at the same time I was a youth pastor. And, and you know, I don't know if you know Pastor Stor's, Joe's story, but I often think about him uh, because ever since I believe he was 15 or 16 years old, he's been dealing with kidney failure. And he's about my age. He's 40. 41 years old and he's to have he's had to have dialysis three times a week since he was a teenager he's also had multiple surgeries he said himself if you've ever if you follow him on instagram have you heard his testimony multiple times he's come very close to death i mean think about it three times a day some of you may be on dialysis right now you know i'm thinking of one sister in the church right now and and, and i mean three times a week i'm sorry even beginning as a teenager dealing with this but i'll tell you what he has one of the most powerful anointings that I know some of someone that I know personally. Like again, when we were, when, when we were youth pastors, we would go to Bethany for, for 220 conferences, their youth conferences. And I mean, every time they put on a conference and event, it was always powerful. The revelation this man has, he had the biggest youth ministry at the time. And it wasn't just bigger as his numbers, but he said he built that youth ministry on radical prayer, radical discipleship and radical evangelism. And you saw it. I mean, they literally at that time, they had clubs in every single uh, school in Baton Rouge. I mean, just what the Lord was doing through this man and his ministry, and which he's still doing. He's still, him and his wife are still in ministry. They're still connected with Beth Bethany and they do different things. And uh, my wife's connecting with his wife now and just really learning and growing with them and 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 truly a blessing you know and i just think about that i think about how you can't have olive oil unless you crush the olive right you can't have grape juice or wine unless the grape is crushed so just remember this a great anointing usually comes out of great hardship so as I was praying, then this time we're in, you know, again, I, I falsely put my hope in this in, in this coming deadline that we have. And I'm just reminded now, you know, we can't put our hope in anything but the Lord. Matter of fact, Sunday, Pastor Ty is going to be talking about hope. And, and, and listen, I just want to encourage you during this time, the Lord will give us 
the power, not only for this time, but I'm believing just like Pastor Joe, just like the older early church, that church, when we come out of this, and even now, I want to see signs and miracles. I want to see more people getting saved. I want to, I want to believe and, and, and I am believing for more of a hunger for the presence of the Lord, more of a hunger for the word of God, more of a spirit of prayers. We're going to pray here in, in about 10 minutes. Like the Bible says that I pray that God would part a spirit of grace and prayer upon the church as he did and as he has been in times before and even now. So I'm believing during this time we can pray, Lord, you be glorified and he's glorified when we walk in his grace and, and, and we, we flow with his power that people can see a tangible, supernatural power of God working through us. And the third and third and final thing is this peace. Now, I want to go to John, the book of John, uh, to see this. In John uh, chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said this, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. See, trials and sorrows, as Jesus said, are inevitable. We will, but you know, we will have those some of that we're experiencing now with this this time that we've never dealt with something like this. But again, he promises that we can have peace in him. I like what Pastor Todd says. Pastor Todd said, your circumstances don't have to change before you have peace in your life. Let me say that again. Your circumstances don't have to change before you have peace in your life. And I got to confess to you again, church. See, I was hoping for our circumstances to begin to start changing here in our community, here at our church, here in our economy. And it didn't happen. And I got to be honest with you. Monday night, yesterday, and even today, peace is not what I've been walking in. So I'm encouraging myself as much as I'm encouraging you as I look at this, as I'm changing my perspective and I'm praying, Lord, would you just continue to be glorified in this? You know, I got in my emotions and begin to to think about things and question things. But I'm like, you know, this is not right. I I can tap into the, the, the grace, the power, and the peace of God. You know, I think about some other times of, you know, sometimes a real tragedy that I've walked uh, through in my life. I remember when my brother was laying in an ICU bed and, and he was brain dead and, and my mom and, and my sister-in-law and us, we, there was really no signs of, of, of him, things changing, things getting better. But I can remember back on that time that my mom and I, we had peace during that time. That, that supernatural peace, as the Bible says, that peace that surpasses all understanding. And then, as I mentioned Sunday, just a couple of years ago, as my mom, when she began to slip away those last days and hours of her life, although it was hard to watch my mom slip into eternity, I had peace. So, again, church, I'm not just I'm not just uh, telling you this, uh, you know, because I'm a pastor, because I'm up here, the one presenting the word because it's in the Bible. I know this to be true in this situation, in every situation you go through. Because listen, when we walk in this kind of grace, power, and peace, remember, it brings glory to God. Listen, I want to encourage you, church. People are watching how we're responding to this whole thing right now. If you don't know, if you don't, if you haven't, and I'm sure you do, what you post on Facebook, what you're saying, what you're reacting, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being open and honest with you tonight. The world is watching. They're watching the church. They're watching us to see how we're responding to this whole situation. And I pray, and my prayer for you and for myself, for our church, for my family, is that when the, when the world looks at us right now, they see us bringing glory to God. So maybe you're having a hard time right now with all of this. Maybe like me, you were disappointed by the news. Instead of questioning God or getting mad at other people or questioning situations or circumstances, we must pray that God will get the glory in it all. 
I want to share another story about Pastor Joe as I close. You know, whenever Pastor Joe is going through all of that, um, you know, he gets he gets married. He's in his 30s. He ends up getting married. And only four years after Pastor Joe was married to his first wife, she ended up passing away from cancer. And, you know, I remember hearing rumblings and people talking when they're like, man, would he still be able to go through ministry? He admitted later he wasn't sure if he was going to continue on in ministry, if he'd be able to. But, you know, as I said earlier, he's not only going on, but he's going on stronger than ever. And I love this. I remember being at a conference after his wife passed away and he shared this scripture. And it's what I shared earlier in John 12, 12, 24. Jesus said this. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat, or actually I didn't share this. I'm sharing it right now. I had had it in my notes, but took it out. Jesus said, I'll tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Pastor Joe said he knew that many souls would get saved and that God would be glorified because of his wife's death. And I know that is to be true. He stayed in ministry. Now, God has blessed him with another wife and, and he's still gone in ministry with her. And it's just it's it's I know many souls have gotten saved. Many powerful things have happened since that incident. Pastor Joe was absolutely right. He looked at this scripture. He knew it. He stood on it and knew God would be glorified through it all. I listen to what one preacher said as well, as we sometimes pray that people that are sick, you know, would get healed and we need to pray this. But I remember hearing an old preacher one time saying, if God will get more glory from you dying than you living, you gone. And I know that I, I like that. And that's true because you know what? That was true about Jesus. You remember we started with Jesus saying, should I pray, Lord, take me out of this hour? No, bring glory to your name. Jesus and God the Father got more glory in his death than he did in living. So now... As we're going to pray, it's 7.15. I know we're a little bit behind, but there's still people praying right now. Maybe you're going through a tough time right now with all of this. We want to pray together. Maybe you're going through hardships. Maybe you're hurting. Maybe you, you're, you're from, maybe from a loss. Maybe you know somebody has gotten sick recently. Maybe from the, from COVID or something else. And, and, and you just lost a loved one. I know people that loved ones have died from other things, but they couldn't see them in their last days because of the virus. Maybe you're dealing with that. Maybe you feel weak right now. You're feeling weak towards temptation. Maybe you're feeling weary. As I encourage you Sunday about perseverance. We believe God is going to give us the grace, power, and peace to go through this and that he will be glorified through it all. Amen. Amen. Well, it's 715, so I know there's people all over the country right now praying. So I wanted to encourage you with that before we pray together tonight uh, with the global prayer moving unite 714 so let's pray together let's start out right right there what we've been talking about father we pray lord in the name of jesus that lord god you would forgive us come on let's start out by repenting right now maybe it's for the wrong perspective i, I know i need to repent right now i need to come before the lord and and for having a wrong attitude and a wrong mindset we know second chronicles 714 is what this this our, our prayer movement has been based on he says that if we would uh humble ourselves if if, if god said if my people are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wickedness that he would hear our prayer, forgive our sin, and hear our land. So let's turn maybe from the, the sin of, 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 of unbelief or maybe a bad attitude or, or, or a wrong attitude towards this whole situation right now. I know I need to repent. Can you, can you pray with me, saints? Father, I pray right now that you would forgive me, Lord God, for the wrong attitude, Lord, the wrong mindset, Lord, that I, that, that I had this week, Lord, that I had, um, a Monday, uh, or, or yesterday. Father, I know, Lord God, we process emotions and, and you've given us our emotions. But Lord, I got to be honest. Lord, I know that wasn't my first response was for you to be glorified. 
glorified through this. Lord, I wanted things the way I wanted it, the way I saw it, the way I wanted it, uh, it, it to play out. But Lord, it didn't happen that way. And I'm sorry for the wrong attitude and even spewing out things that shouldn't have came out of my mouth, Lord God, of negativity, Lord God, of maybe questioning, Lord. And I, I prayed you would forgive me. Come on, church, can you pray too? Maybe you've had that kind of a negative attitude. Maybe you've criticized our leaders or maybe you've questioned God or criticized or been critical of other people that maybe don't have the same view and, 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 and stance or, or, or concern about this than you were all at different places. Come on, maybe ask the Lord right now to forgive you. Lord, I pray that you would forgive us. Lord, I, we turn from our wickedness. It may be of this or, or some kind of other sin in our life. And I just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would please forgive us. We turn away from our wickedness, Lord, and we turn to you. We repent of our sins and we return to you tonight, Lord, in Jesus name. Now, Lord, I pray that you would be glorified through this all. Come on, saints. Can you pray with me tonight? Lord, we pray you would be glorified, Lord. You would be glorified through it all, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would help us, Lord God, during this time, Lord, that you would help us during, uh, Lord God, uh, however, uh, much longer. This is going to go on, Lord God, whether it be this stay at home order or like God, what we can and can't do or, or advise not to do or whatnot. Lord, I know through it all, Lord, you can be glorified, Lord. I know you will be like God. If we ask you and we reflect your glory that you can and want to be glorified through it all. Come on, let's pray, saints, that the Lord would be glorified through us, through our lives, through our mouth, through our through our, um, our, our, our social media platforms. Can we pray that that God would be glorified through us, Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would be glorified through us, Heavenly Father. I thank you, Lord. I pray that, Lord God, this would bring glory through your, to your name, Lord God, through our own lives, our own actions, our own words, Lord God, through our influence. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus that you be glorified. Glorify your name, Lord. Glorify your son, Lord God. Bring glory, power, and honor, Lord God, to you through this all. Lord, may we glorify you. May we reflect the glory of God just as the moon reflects the light of the sun. Lord, we want to reflect your glory, Lord God. We don't want to, we, we, we don't want to share any of your glory, Lord. We just want to reflect it. We want to be like a mirror that, Lord God, that, that's as you, Lord God, pour out your glory, power, peace, and grace on the earth we want to reflect that lord in jesus name lord in jesus name now let's pray that the lord would fill us with these three things that we would tap into these three things that we talked about tonight let's start out with grace come on let's ask the lord the bible talks about there's a greater grace just as jesus told paul and is telling us that that his grace is all that we need come on the bible always also talks about that there's a greater grace let's pray for that right now lord i pray that we would tap into a greater grace come on pray that over yourself and over your family lord i pray that there would be a greater level of grace that we would tap into lord god tonight in the days of ahead lord i pray that you give grace lord god uh, to our families. Lord, I pray. Come on, begin to pray over your family right now. Pray over your wife and your spouse if you're married. Come on, if you're not, pray over your mom and dad and brothers and sisters and, and loved ones. Lord, I pray that Cassie would, would tap into greater grace right now. I pray that my children, Joah, Ava, Leah, and Bella would, would experience a greater grace as we walk through this season. Lord, I pray that that, that myself, Lord God, and, and the staff, Lord God, and Pastor Todd and Tanya, and the whole church, Family Life Church, and the body of Christ, that we would all experience 
experience a greater grace during this time, Lord, not just to survive, but to thrive. Lord, your word says our strength comes from your grace. Lord, you said that we can be strong in you, Lord, in the power of your might. And we know that that strength comes from the grace of God. You said that that your grace is all we need, Lord God. I thank you right now. I know there's different things that we want and we believe and we think we may need, but your word makes it clear that your grace is sufficient. So Lord, we ask that we would tap into a greater grace. Now let's pray for grace to be poured out upon our leaders, upon our president, our, our vice president, our governor and our mayor right now. Can we can we pray that? I want to pray all three of these things. We're going to do the ripple prayer on all three of these for those around us. Let's pray over our leadership. Father, we pray that the grace of God would be, Lord God, showered on, on our president and on our vice president, on the on his team, Lord God, at, at, the, at the federal level. Lord God, all those that are working in leadership in Washington, D.C., would you pour out your grace, your strength, your wisdom upon upon them. Lord, would you pour out your grace upon our governor tonight, Lord God. In the days ahead, I know these are tough decisions that they're all making. I pray that your grace would be poured out upon the governor. We pray over our mayor, Lord God, over Mayor Josh Guillory. Would you pour out your grace upon him and upon his team, Lord God, both at the federal, state, and local level, Lord God. Pour out your grace, Lord God. Lord, I know that all of these guys are working around the clock and their teams and their families. We, we pray, come on, let's pray over our leaders' families as well. We pray over the president, vice president, governor, and mayor's families, their wives and their children. Lord God, I know that their, their, their husbands and dads are working around the clock, Lord, and the teams that they have surrounding them. We pray that you would pour out your grace upon them a greater grace in a mighty way, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now, come on, let's ask the Lord to fill us with a greater level of power. The Bible says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Jesus told that to us. So come on, let's ask the Lord. You might even want to open up your hands tonight and say, Lord, I need a fresh infilling. Would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? You might be watching tonight. This may be your first time tuning in uh, to one of our prayer meetings or services for Family Life Church, you might be out there tonight and you say, man, I don't even know if I'm filled with the Spirit of God. Why don't you ask him? Jesus said that you, if you ask the Holy Spirit, that he would fill you. Come on, let's ask him right now. Lord, would you fill us maybe for the first time? I pray for all those out there that have never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, never been filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that, that you would fill them. Lord, I pray for those of us that have, that you would fill us with a fresh infilling of your Spirit, a fresh anointing, Lord God. We know that's where the power comes from is from the Holy Spirit of God, Lord. I pray for those that want to experience the gifts of the Spirit. I pray, come on, ask the Lord, Lord, would you fill me with a greater level of the gifts of the Spirit, Lord? I pray that every one of the gifts of the Spirit would operate in me and my wife and my children and the staff in our church, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, You might want to pray for your heavenly prayer language tonight, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus for those, Lord God, that have never prayed in their heavenly prayer language. I pray, would you fill them with your Spirit? the gifts and the power, Lord, that come only from you, Holy Spirit. Would you fill us afresh tonight in Jesus' name? Now let's pray that over our leaders. Come on. Some of them need to be saved. Let's pray for their salvation first. Father, I pray any one of our government leaders on the federal, state, or local level that are not saved, Lord, would you save them tonight? And would you fill them with your power? Lord, I pray that you would lift the blinders eye for the eyes of the unbelievers, not only in our government, but Lord God, all over our communities, our, our nation, the state, the 
the city and all over our neighborhoods and in our homes for those that don't know you. I pray that you would save them, Lord. Now, would you fill our government leaders with your power, Lord, that they wouldn't try to lead in their own strength, Lord, but that they would lead, Lord God, in the power of the Holy Spirit, that they would surround themselves with godly men and women, and they would lead according to your will and your word and infused by your power, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Now, let's ask the Lord to pour out more power on, on the body of Christ right now, not just Family Life Church, but all of our brothers and sisters across this great community, city, state, nation, and the globe. Can we pray that? Lord, I pray for greater power to be poured out upon us tonight, Lord, in the days ahead, and that we would tap into that power, that we would get into your presence, we would get into your word, and that we would operate not under our own power, not in our own strength, Lord, but that we would operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Pour out your power on the church, Lord, on the church of Jesus Christ, Lord, on Family Life Church, on every other local church in Lafayette, Acadiana, uh, uh, Louisiana, and the United States and across the globe. May there be a greater outpouring of power, Lord God, in our lives. In Jesus' name, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank you, Lord God. It's your power. You said that we would receive power, Lord Jesus, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us and we would be your witnesses. Come on, let's ask the Lord right now that we would be a powerful witness during this time. During, as I said earlier, um, that that uh, the world is watching us. They 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 want to know. They want to see how we're responding. They are watching right now how we're responding. So you know what? We could be a powerful witness according to Jesus in Acts 1.8. So let's pray that, church. Just as we pray for souls to be saved, come on, let's ask the Lord to help us to be a powerful witness for him. And everybody that we talk to on our social media platforms, whether it be at work, if you're still going to work or you're having Zoom meetings or whatever you're doing in whatever capacity out there, come on, that you'd be a great witness to your children if you're home with them and you're schooling them, right? Come on, let's pray right now. Father, I pray, help us to be a powerful witness to those around us. Help us to be a, a powerful witness of your grace and of your glory and of your power and of your love, Lord. Lord, there's many around us that are lost as we just prayed and we ask that you would save them. There's co-workers of ours that aren't saved that need to be saved, need to be healed and filled with your spirit. Lord, there's maybe people we're living with in our homes, maybe a spouse or our children that are not yet saved. And Lord, we, Lord God, are your witness. We're your witnesses. You said we would be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria to the ends of the earth and, and with us. Lord, that's our sphere of influence around us. Lord, I pray, help us to be a powerful witness. Every time we're on the phone, Lord, when we're texting, when we're on social media, when we're at the job, Lord God, when we're at the grocery store, wherever we are, not just during this time, but Lord, whenever we continue to move forward each and every day, we want to be a sound and powerful witness, Lord God. Just as the man in the Bible that says, look, I might not know all this stuff, but I know this. I was once blind, but now I can see. That man was a powerful witness. And he knew he was touched by the power of God. Come on, if you're listening to my voice and you've been born again, you've been walking with the Lord, we need to be powerful witnesses. Lord, I pray that, that my brothers and sisters, everyone listening to my voice, that, that know you and love you and are walking with you, help us, Lord, to all be powerful witnesses each and every day. That again, it all goes back to us glorifying you, that we can be a witness to those around us. And glorify you in every single thing that we do in word and deed through it all, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now let's pray over the third and final thing. That we would have peace. I love Philippians 4 where it says, don't worry about anything. 
Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and then thank him for what he's already done. Then those are the four conditions. Then he says the promise. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Come on, let's pray right now. We, we need to refuse to worry, make a decision. We need to pray like we're doing now. Tell God specifically what you need. And I love that. Thank him for what he's already done. And I always say this. I love that it ends that way because when you thank God for what he's already done, I believe that rises up faith in you. You're, you're telling God, Lord, you've already brought us through all kinds of other things. We know you're going to bring us through this. Then he says, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will come. So let's go. Let's refuse to worry. Maybe maybe that's been the thing that, you, you know, worry is a sin. As we talked about repenting earlier, maybe you need to repent of worry. Worry is a sin. Worry is the opposite of faith. And so when we worry, we're saying, God, I don't think you can handle it. I don't believe you can handle it anymore. Let's pray along those lines. Lord, we make a decision tonight to refuse to worry. Lord, we're sorry for worrying. Those times where we worried about the future or when this thing's all going to end or how we're going to pay our bills or, or about a loved one that maybe we can't see. Lord, God, when we dwell on those negative things or things we need to do that may overwhelm us, Lord, we make a decision tonight. We repent and we, re we refuse to worry. And Lord God, we repent of our sin of worry. Now, Lord, we, we, we are praying. Lord, you said don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Lord God, we've been praying. We're standing with our brothers and sisters across the city, state, nation, and globe right now. We're praying for all of these things, Lord. You said to tell us what we need. Well, tell you what we need. Lord, tonight we've been praying for your grace, your power. Now, Lord God, your peace. Lord God, we need your peace. We need, come on, you might have specific needs out there, church. Come on, tell the Lord what you need right now. We've been praying with you. We've been standing with you. And I know you can still drop your, your prayer request there. We have somebody here monitoring the comments that, that we'll, we'll, we'll look at them and we'll pray with you. But I want you to tell the Lord right now. He said, tell him what you need. Tell him specifics. Everybody out there right now may have a specific need. And it might just be internal, mental, emotional. It may be a physical need, a financial, a relational need. Come on, tell him right now. Father, we need you. There's specific needs. We need your peace. We need your provision. Lord, we need the right perspective and attitude. Lord, I know there's many different needs out there. And I join with my brothers and sisters. Lord God, everyone that's out there tuning in on Facebook, they might be watching this at a later time. Lord, whatever their needs are, I pray that you would meet their needs according to your glorious riches that are given to them in Christ Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for what you've already done. We thank you, Lord. You've, you've provided everything we need. You've provided salvation. You've provided healing, deliverance. You've provided the power and the, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Lord, you've provided, Lord, clothes on our back, food for us to eat, Lord, a, a home to live in, vehicles to drive, Lord, and so many extra, so many blessings above and beyond, as your word says, that you would do exceedingly and abundantly above and beyond what we can ask or even think, even things we can't even imagine you've done for us, and we take the moment to thank you right now. Come on, why don't you take a moment and thank the Lord for what he's already done. And look around you, maybe your children, your spouse, the home you're sitting in right now. Maybe like here at church, the AC's blowing. We got technology right now that we're still able to connect with you. Let's thank the Lord. Lord, thank you that even in the midst of this time, we have modern technology and the know-how to, to stay connected and have virtual prayer meetings and services. And, and Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing in the midst of this uh, outbreak, in the midst of this time. We thank you. I believe that families are drawing closer together. Marriages are getting strengthened, Lord. We, we've slowed down where we're not running the rat race anymore, Lord. Thank you for every single thing you've already done for us. And I know and believe you're going to continue to do great and mighty miracles and that things are continuing to happen.
Now, Lord, we ask you for us to just be filled with peace right now. A greater level of peace. You said it would be a peace that surpasses all understanding. That would guard our hearts and minds. In Christ Jesus. Come on, just right where you are right now. I just want you to close your eyes. And I want you to just take a deep breath. If you got anything else going on around you right now, see if you can shut it down. If you might have kids running around or you may have, you know, just try to take a moment right now just to still yourself physically uh, and just sit, sit down and close your eyes. Come on, take a deep breath and just receive God's peace. He wants to give it to you. Actually, it's in you already. Jesus said, I'll leave you peace. This peace I'll leave you. And he said, the world cannot take this peace. The Bible actually says nobody can take your peace from you. We say that sometimes. I've said it. But you know what? Honestly, church, we forfeit our peace. So just sit there quietly for a minute. Take a deep breath. You might want to just open up your hands like this just as a sign of of receiving. Because this is what the Bible says we can tap into tonight and every day, no matter what comes our way. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't even know what tonight holds. But we can rest in his peace. But just, just do that right now. Just take a minute and rest and receive his peace. Thank you, Jesus. You are the Prince of Peace. Come on, just receive it tonight. Just receive it. I believe peace is, peace is filling your home right now. I believe peace is filling your heart. I believe peace is flooding your, your, your being right now, your spirit, your, your heart, your mind, your emotions. Maybe peace is flooding your relationships right now. Maybe you've been full up of worry or maybe anger, frustration or disappointment. Come on, I believe tonight that God's replacing all of that with his supernatural peace. His peace that surpasses all understanding. I declare right now is guarding your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And it will continue to do so. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for your peace. Lord, I sense your peace right now. And I'm trusting that everyone tuned in to me is as well. And even those, Lord God, that may not even be tuned in, but right where they're at, I just ask that you just continue to shower us with your peace your power, and your grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, you might be out there tonight, and this may be the first time you've tuned in or first time you've tuned in in a long time. And, you know, these things that we read about and we prayed about, that the scriptures talk about, that Jesus talks about, it's for his disciples. It's for believers. It's for those who have trusted in Jesus and have made Jesus their Lord and Savior. Let me ask you tonight, are you a disciple of Christ? Or have you trusted Jesus with your eternity, with your soul, with your life? Have you surrendered to him? The Bible tells us in Romans 3 that we've all sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard and that the wages of sin is death, but that the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. The Bible also tells us if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we'll be saved. Another scripture says if we repent of our sins, repentance means to turn away from our sins and turn to God and ask for forgiveness. When we do these things, the Bible says that he will forgive us 
that we'll be saved from ourself, our sin, and from eternal separation from him. And that also will be born again. You'll become a brand new person. You know, I was thinking about today. I was worshiping to a song today, and it, and, and I was it was a song saying, thank you. I, I never forget the night you saved me. And right back here in this auditorium, it's coming up on 18 years ago, I can remember the very spot I was standing at in the auditorium when I became born again, and God turned me into a brand new person. I was into drugs and alcohol. I was depressed. I was had no purpose. But in that moment, I knew my life radically changed, and he continues to change me. And we'll continue to every day since. So if that's you out there tonight. You say, Brandon, man, I don't know if I'm right with God. I don't know if I'm born again. I've, I've never really given my life over to God. If you would say tonight, Brandon, if tonight was my last night here on this earth, I don't know where I would spend eternity. The Bible makes it clear. Well, we'll spend eternity either, either in heaven or hell. Will we spend eternity with God or eternity separated from him? He's made every provision for you to spend eternity with him. And as we read it at the beginning, it was Jesus going to the cross and dying for your sins, dying for my sins. We broke God's laws and Jesus paid the price. So if you say, Brandon, I'm not sure if I'm right with God, but I want to know tonight, as I said earlier, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, repent of your sins, the Bible says you'll be saved. I want to lead you in a simple prayer if that's you. Or maybe you have did that before, but it's been years. You've gone away from the Lord and you need to come back to him tonight. Would you pray with me? Bow your head one more time and close your eyes. If that's you tonight, just pray a simple prayer of faith like this and just say, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Lord, I know that I've sinned and I repent of my sin. I ask you to forgive me. Thank you for the free gift of salvation. Tonight, I surrender my life to you and I make you my Lord and Savior. Now give me the grace, the power, the strength to live for you all the days of my life. And I'll be sure to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or if you prayed it for the first time in a long time, I just want to congratulate you and welcome you to the family of God. You'll see right there in the post that we have a connection card. We'd like to hear from you. Go ahead and click on that link when this is over and, and fill out the connection card. Let us know you prayed that prayer. If you need a Bible or anything else to get you started, we'll be more than glad to mail that to you. There's also a prayer request link right there. You can go ahead and uh, shoot us a prayer request. We are praying for you. As you know, if you've put some, we've called, we'll pray with you. If you put a phone number or email, somebody, a pastor will contact you. We'd love to pray with you and stand with you. And remember, again, through this whole thing, let our prayers be focused on God being glorified during this time. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for joining us tonight. You have a great evening. We love you.